we can always like bump up the volume. Can we? Yes, we can, but yeah. I want to make sure we're recording at a good volume because that makes a difference. Yeah, but then like if we're not recording at a good volume, then you could like bump it up with your magical skills. Yes, but then you'd hear more of the background. You'd hear more of well, what's happening in the background besides the airplane that's flying above us. Exactly, right now. we don't can want an airplane. That? Uh, I can't. Oh, no. then. We have no problem. Then we're great. I guess. we're. I mean, we're trying out a new audio system, guys. So. Yes. And it's aptly called Scarlet after Scarlet Johansson. Oh. <laughs> we talk about too much on this podcast. I didn't. Okay. See, now we've gotten too loud. How can you tell when you get loud? Well, you see how there are like red dots? <laughs> that means we've overloaded the microphone. Okay. Yes. So we're trying to not have red dots on our individual tracks. Is that why you sometimes click them? Like when I... Yes, I want I to clear them you. out. Okay. You yes. guys should really see Matt Palmer at work. Like, I he, mean, yes, I really know what I'm doing. Master. It's like, kind of, yes. It's like I, he records himself for a living. I do, and I went to school for this. So. Wow, God. When do you use what you went to school for in like, well, real life? Well, in school, I rolled around on the floor in my sweatpants <laughs> and made animal noises and weird sounds and did crazy things. So, pretty much every day. Every day. <laughs> That's great. I love that for you. If I fall on my face... How do I know that I'll get back up again? How do I know, do I know? If my heart were to break How do I know, do I know it's gonna mend? How do I know that I'll get back up again? Hi everybody, welcome back to Two Gay Mats. It's Matt Palmer. And it's Matt Steele. And what Matt Steele doesn't know is what you were just listening to was a new song that's just on Spotify by myself and the Hard Bros entitled Namaste. For some reason I didn't name it. But that was our intro music just now. Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? I was like, I was like, wait, I love, we just heard what I know I, I kept didn't hear looking anything. at you and I was like, you don't get what's happening. I don't get what's okay, so you replaced the regular Two Gay Mats theme song with your new song. I did, just rolled out yes. with the Hard Bros new song. Song that you are featured on. Yes. That you also wrote as well. <laughs> I did. I mean, I wrote the lyrics and the melody, but they wrote the music, so. I mean, hey, talented guys. They're from Italy? Yes. I believe that's right. It's a great song. It's a jam. <laughs> I have it on my shuffle already. Oh, well, thank you. If you, you. haven't heard it already, listen to Namaste by Hard Bros featuring Matt Palmer. Yes. Um, so outside of that being such a highlight of your week, how else was your week? Been? My week was very good. Yeah. As you guys know, because I wasn't here on the podcast last week, I was away for a lot of it. I was, uh, going, I was at a wedding. My friend Beth got married oh, and we're all very congratulations, happy for her. Beth. We love Beth. And no, it was great. I had a, I had an audition in New York. That was really fun. I haven't auditioned in New York in a long time. Oh. Um, and so it was nice to, to have that experience again in New of York. Of course. It had been years. Um, and yeah, I don't know. And then I got back and just got back into the swing of work and yeah. all that horrible stuff. But, <laughs> but overall, the week was good. How was your week? What'd you do? Who'd you see? What'd uh, you wear? I wore everything iconic okay. from, you know, ASOS, where I buy all of my clothing. Um, I'm trying to think what even happened this week. Oh, well, I mean, I uh, am going to see Hustlers tonight, so it hasn't happened yet, but I'm going to do it because I want to see what all the hubbub's about. I know. I things. still haven't seen it myself. I and know. I'm just like, I'm such a bad gay because literally, I feel like it's been out for months I now know. and it's been out for a week <laughs> because everyone has just been talking about it. And I'm just like, you want to know what I heard at work? And I literally stopped dead in my tracks and turned and gave the evil glare to these guys. What? So, okay, so I was at work and a couple of my coworkers were talking and gay straight. Straight. Okay, obviously. I don't know, I just need to make sure. They were straights at work. And so one of the guys was talking and he was just like, Yeah, you know, everyone says it's good. And another straight guy was like, Well, what's it about? And the other straight guy was like, Well, it's about like these female strippers who also like perform like heists and like cons and whatever they do and everything. 
I know the premise sounds so stupid. Like who would want to see a movie like that? But like, I hear it's good. And I was just like, uh, that premise is actively incredible. Right. And how many like, great. What are you talking about? And how many like old guy heist movies are there that I'm sure they saw and had no problem with about five trillion, all of the oceans. I feel like anytime there's like a whole poster full of old people, it's like, Oh, we used to be assassins and we got to get back together for one last ride. And it's like that. Cool. Great. This is more interesting than that. And it's not even like it's another, it's a female oceans. It's like, it's its own thing. It's strippers. And there, but they do what I heist. I, I, I mean, I, we're just calling it heist. I, I mean, don't know I feel like it's not a heist. I feel like it's more they're they're conning, they're conning. men out of to money. Me a con is a heist. It's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about it more, and I'm just like, oh no, a heist is something more. Yeah, extreme. it's like you're stealing something. Okay, and not just like I'm sure they steal in the movie. I, we haven't seen it. We haven't so. seen it yet, guys. <laughs> we can't say. Guys, we, we can't even give you spoilers if I we know. tried. But next week we'll be able to give you spoilers. I will say last night I was out with my friend Chris, who is a listener. So we love Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. <laughs> um, and I he got mad at me on the last podcast with Matt Bridges because I said I didn't believe Jennifer Lopez had the catalog to do the halftime show. Okay. And then we were with... It was me and him. We were discussing this passionately. Okay. And, but we're with some <laughs> friends who are, you know, less pop music aficionados than myself and Chris and we asked them name I said six but I was gonna allow five Jennifer Lopez songs they said Jenny from the block okay and I think they landed on on the floor after like two minutes and could name no others they couldn't name waiting for tonight someone said is waiting for tonight JLo and I was like yes and that was I mean honestly I wouldn't be able to think of on the floor really I don't think I've ever listened to on the floor it was like I was a biggest hit around okay. like 2012 I think music um, good do you like it it's good I'm, I'm sure I've heard it but I'm I just sure can't it. place yeah. it right now um, well, name all of the JLo songs you can think of right now uh, Jenny from the block <laughs> <laughs> you can't do any better than that uh, I, I, if you if you say uh, waiting for tonight then I'm like oh yeah and waiting for tonight um, what's the one that if you wanna live your life live it all the way and don't you waste it is that let's oh is that let's get loud I think it's so weird how people always cite let's get loud it's like this wasn't even really a single the only reason I know it is because it was featured uh, on the old MTV show I Want a Famous Face <laughs> and and one of the uh, people on it wanted to look like Jennifer Lopez wow and so it showed a clip of her like lip syncing to it yeah and I was just like oh okay that song must be a Jennifer Lopez and I watched that was a great show by the way <laughs> I Want a Famous Face I wonder if it's on YouTube was it plastic surgery like oh they it was were- a plastic surgery show and these people not only wanted to get plastic surgery but wanted to look like somebody famous mm. like there was an Elvis one there was a Pamela Anderson one there was a Britney Spears one there was um, a woman who wanted to look uh, a transgender woman who wanted to look like Jennifer Lopez mm. and she, there was a section where she was lip syncing and I was like yeah girl you better get it yes I don't know the song but you better get it <laughs> <laughs> well I just am saying between our other friends last night and you I think we're pointing to the problem with the Jenny Lowe halftime show I will not bang on about this unless she does actually get it and then I will say it one more time okay <laughs> Well, I I don't care much about the Super Bowl halftime show, but the fact that she is in consideration for Best Supporting Actress at the Oscars, and if there's one thing I love, it is Oscar buzz, and if there's one thing I love even more, it is Oscar buzz for a Best Supporting Actress. Is so, there another actress you were rooting for up until this point, until J-Lo started getting this kind well, of buzz? Well, it's, it's not like, oh, I'm rooting for J-Lo, because yeah. I like J-Lo as an actress. I think she's a, a, a good actress and everything, uh, but... Wedding uh, Planner, iconic film. I've never seen Wedding Planner. Really? Uh, no. It's great. Well, I've seen Selena and you haven't. All right. I'm the the better J-Lo as an actress fan. Don't use my podcast. I use Matt Bridges against me. Thank you. Don't be like, oh my God, I can't believe it when you haven't seen Selena. The Wedding Planner is excellent. Okay, Selena's also excellent. I'm sure it is. But the Wedding 
guys. Well, anyway, uh, so, but you know, if Jennifer Lopez is really great, then I fully support a nomination. Um, if, if she's great. Who are you rooting <laughs> for now? But, um, I mean, the front runner right now, and this is kind of hard to say because the movie hasn't even come out yet, is Annette Benning for oh. a movie called The Report or, oh. or, or The Papers. I forget. Something. <laughs> One of the two. She plays Senator Dianne Feinstein. Oh. And, uh, and of course, Annette Benning, if she has Oscar buzz, I'm rooting for Annette Benning. She's never won. She's never won. And She's one of the her. like one of the great women who's like never won. Mm. It's like Annette Benning and Laura Dern has a little bit of buzz for little women right now. Right. But right now the the race for supporting actress is like pretty open. Okay. Uh so it's like J Lo. I can't believe Laura she didn't Dern, win for Benning. American Beauty. Annette Benning? Yeah. Well, I she lost to Hillary Swank. Ah! Boys don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> Who do we talk about more on this podcast? Literally, Hillary Swank or Scarlett Johansson? Hillary Swank gets the most shout outs on this podcast. And, and you, only you walked you. into that trap, bitch. <laughs> you walked into it. How would I have known? I mean, well, it's also kind of a funny thing because when Hillary Swank won her second Oscar, she also beat Annette Benning again. Uh, and the kids for, are all right. For, for being Julia. For oh, the movie being, I've never heard A lot of that. people didn't see it. Oh. She's great in it. Okay. But, um,. Uh, so, so yeah, Annette Benning, I believe, would have won the Oscar for American Beauty had she gone supporting, which I mm. feel like she could have. I feel like yeah. it would not have been category fraud if, but, but instead she went lead for American Beauty. And what are you going to do? It was twenty years ago. Why uh, cry over milk that spilt twenty years ago? That's a good point. You know, that's a very good point. So, um. I guess we should jump right in. There's a lot of news stories and I'm kind of bouncing back and forth from like things that are like not dark, but like, you know, big and emotional and okay. things that are light and happy. Great. So, I love that. We're going to start. Did Also, by the way, guys, we uh, are unavailable to record this on Sunday. So this is being recorded on a Saturday. So yeah. if anything happened outside of the Emmys on Sunday and we don't talk about it, I apologize. We just, you know, we have to. You know, record this at some point, and Saturday was the day of this week, so yeah. that's what's happening. Sorry, guys, so. if something crazy happens during the Emmys, we'll talk about it on the following podcast. Yes, but um, as far as things that have happened today, Jonathan Van Ness of Queer Eye came out as um, HIV positive yes. today. And have you read the New York Times article? It's kind I of, haven't, no. I was at work when this happened. Oh, okay. So. Well, it, he is uh, preparing to release a memoir, um, the name of which I cannot find right now, but he is releasing it. I don't know why I remember the date, but it's supposedly September 24th. And okay. <laughs> he talks about his upbringing and how, as a, a young person, he was like 10, and when he was starting to be sexually abused by someone in his church, I believe an older boy, uh, he also talks about how he used to like, oh, I don't know how, he was addicted to meth. I don't know if you snored it. Uh, I inject it. I don't. I think you can. I know you smoke meth. Oh, you, you can, smoke it. Oh, you can definitely smoke meth. Okay. I think you can do other things with meth, but I. Essentially, he was doing much like Justin Bieber said in his long Instagram post a few weeks ago: hard drugs. And he has been in and out of rehab, I believe, twice, and uh, moved to LA uh, and like fell into that like partyish lifestyle. But then came out of rehab, became a hairstylist, and started on Gay of Thrones, and then got to Queer Eye. And so now people today look at him and think, "Oh, he's so wonderful and perfect, and his life has been so wonderful and perfect. He's always been this like unicorn." positivity beacon and he's just saying I, the last line of this article is just so beautiful I want to get it exactly right so let me scroll down okay um I can't believe he's done so much in his life I know like, he's young and he's young like all, he's, wow it's insane I think all of this happened uh by the time he was 25 wow like he was diagnosed and all of this rehab stuff um 
the, he's basically saying uh, these are all difficult subjects to talk about on a makeover show about hair and makeup. That doesn't mean queer eye is less valid, but I want people to realize you're never too broken to be fixed. Oh, which I think nice. is such a beautiful sentiment. He's so great. He is wonderful. Yeah, I, I don't watch queer eye enough, but like everything I've seen of him is just like terrific. He is hilarious and fu- like kind and has nothing but positivity to spread to the world. But again, I guess I also would have assumed that he has lived a life in which he's always been this wonderful and buoyant and like, you know, seemingly carefree, but you never know what's going on behind closed doors. With That's people. true. Well, I mean, I guess once you've been through all that, like you kind of have to live your life in a sort of way of just like you know, I know I'm going to just positive. I'm spreading good things to the world because exactly. I know how, you know, dark things can be. So, yeah. you know, love and support to Jonathan Van Ness. I, I'm very proud of him for coming out about this, because even though we've come a long way as far as gay rights go, I feel like there is such a stigma around people with uh, HIV positive. And uh, I think it's beautiful that he's going to add this name to this long, beautiful list of people oh, who yeah. are living especially, and living a huge full life with it. It's not a death sentence. It's 2019. Yeah, you know? especially you're finding more and more uh Entertainers who are yeah. coming out as HIV positive and everything. Yeah. It's like uh, my I have, I'm friends with Alexandra Billings on who's uh, on Transparent. Yeah, yeah. She's HIV positive right. she, and she's very open about it. And yeah, yeah. I feel like more and more uh, famous people are coming out with this and I think it's just a wonderful thing to see because it shows there's such a stigma around it that like oh it's such a, a death sentence and right. everything but now there I mean there's so much great there's so many great things going on with modern medicine and everything yeah. and people are able to live such full productive lives right. l- enough to like become famous and yes. become hugely popular right. and known to the world yeah and I feel like much like anything else like being trans or being gay it's like the only way to normalize things is to be public about it so I'm sure there are some people out there that are like why did he feel like he needed to disclose his status to the world, but it's it makes people who you know are HIV positive and not on queer eye feel less alone and feel like oh he's doing everything real great and living such a big huge life and like I can be like that it's it's a it's beautiful I don't know yeah I, I mean it's so interesting whenever anyone says oh why does this person feel the need to I know. say it because it's like you don't get it yeah like, it's like you, clearly you don't know what it feels like to be hiding something and to see someone in the public eye say like oh I am going through what you're going through it's just like oh that makes me feel a little better I can get through this yeah you know? it's just an amazing thing to see yes. so good for him kudos to him kudos to JVN we love we love we love I will probably get that book actually and you know I'm not a bookhead but hey you'll have, we'll have the book we'll have it in our on our coffee table yes. in, in the living room and everything and I know like, he'd be the first man there <laughs> I know. Oh, well, he's, I don't think he's, um, I think he's gender non-conforming. Okay. Well, great. Well, you have, <laughs> that you works have, for you us. You have Andy Cohen's book. It's not on the table. Oh, it's not on the table, guys. It's it's in the book Yes, show. the table's different. Yes. Um, in more good news, SNL has fired Shane Gillis for his racist remarks just days after uh, NBC announced he was joining the show. I'm thrilled. Well, <laughs> I wish her the best. Fuck um, that guy. I saw on Twitter that he uh, w- did stand up like last night or a couple nights ago uh, and said, you know what? I'm OK with this decision. I'm fine with it. I understand why it happened, but just know I was glaring at all of them with a mean Asian accent. Yeah, no, he was like reading all the mean comments with a with Asian, an Asian accent. accent. It's kind of like, like, okay. Oh, so you've learned nothing, clearly. Okay. Uh, and it's like Instagram thing was, uh, I believe it ends with, um, I was always more of a mad TV guy anyway. And like, I was good enough to get on SNL and no one can take that away from me. It's like, well, they kind of did take it away from you they, before you even got on SNL, so. Well, uh, well, it's so interesting because I feel like it's, been how these people react to the initial scandal that's what gets them fired right like it's like the Kevin Hart thing it wasn't that he tweeted these things years ago it was the fact that he refused to apologize with this guy I feel like it was the fact that 
his apology was really bad. No, I think he would have been fired either way. Oh, you think? I do. I think because what he did and said was so beyond the pale. Like, it was there are ways bad. to make what Kevin Hart said like not a big deal. It's like he didn't use a slur at least, but Kevin Hart. Oh, did he use a slur? I didn't yes. Remember. Oh, I just remember him saying he like hit. Well, I feel like. No, Kevin not, Hart had a lot of tweets with the F word in it. Uh, not to, it's not a Prussian Olympics, but I do feel like there's been a longer history of time in which people could not say the words that Shane Gillis said. Of course, you know, yes, Versus absolutely. what Kevin Hart said. So to me, I felt like it was a, there was no turning back from when you saw the video of what he said last year. Yeah, that's crazy. Right. Um, I also, did you also see that Andrew Yang is going to like have a sit down with him? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I was talking to someone about this last night and they felt like, well, I feel like it's good to lead with compassion. And it's a good thing to like, open people's minds and like change people but like I feel maybe I'm just a bitter bitch but to me it's like I am not responsible for you waking up and like learning how to be a good person you're a grown man like and you I shouldn't you don't deserve my time I don't want to be unkind but I don't owe you my time (laughs) (laughs) and it's just I don't want this person in the public eye anymore I don't want him to be discussed I really want him to like go off and be a better person in the private sector on his own time with his like why is a person running for president sitting down with this guy just because like I mean that's kind of my issue with it because you know I if you don't want to uh, give Shane Gillis the time of day that's on you and everything I, really I necessarily wouldn't want to either but you know if people want to sort of say hey let's have a discussion about this so I can tell you why you were wrong why it was a mistake then sure go for it I think that's beautiful and wonderful flowers and sunshine and smiley yeah. faces but the fact that someone running for president is kind of just latching on to a the sort of big scandal of the moment that's like an entertainment scandal is is Considering who we now have as a, a president right. and how he sort of got his presidency through gimmicky things like that, it's right. it just doesn't sit right with me in no. terms of the presidency. <laughs> and know? I mean, I feel like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like Andrew Yang is not polling super well at this point. Like, no, no. I mean, I well, think... I don't think anyone really expected him to. Right. He's kind of like the... He wasn't a name until literally like just, you know, a couple months right. ago and everything. I just... I wish he would either focus on his presidential campaign or if he is, um, sorry, I thought my phone was muted. Uh, if he is not going to be running for president, he should focus on, um, you know, preparing for Senate or something. Like, I feel like he, I feel like He's, this is all a direction in which lends with like a book. And it's like, I don't need yes. a book. I need people in office that have the same ideals I do. Yes. And so like, do your job. Yes. It's like Andrew Yang is a very passionate person when yes. it comes to, you know, politics and, and the economy. It's very very much the economy and, and all this stuff. So do stuff that focuses on that as opposed exactly. to sort of latching on this sort of scandal. Like Shane Gillis, no one's going to remember this scandal a week from now. Right. Thank you goodness. know, so it's, it's, it kind of just feels like I'm grabbing for something that'll get a lot of buzz in the moment, you know, right. so which doesn't sit well with me at all, considering the circus that we have going on right now. I completely agree. I completely, completely agree. Yeah. So, um, R.I.P. that guy. We I will not be speaking about him again. But in um more, I don't even know. This is probably weirdly. 
the darkest story because it's just so like, what exactly is happening? Oh, what are you going to say? I'm scared. Nick Carter. Oh, no. I know. We have to talk about it, though, right? Yes. So Nick Carter has filed a restraining order against his brother, Aaron Carter, claiming that his brother threatened to kill his pregnant wife and unborn child. So what day was this? What day was the 18th? Was this like Thursday? This was uh, yesterday was the 20th. It was was Wednesday. It was Wednesday. Okay. So Nick Carter, a little bit out of nowhere, posts to his Instagram, after careful consideration, my sister Angel and I regret that we were required to seek a restraining order against our brother Aaron today in light of Aaron's increasingly alarming behavior and his recent confession that he harbors thoughts and intentions of killing my pregnant wife and unborn child. We were left with no choice but to take every measure possible to protect ourselves and our family. We love our brother and truly hope he gets the proper treatment he needs before any harm comes to himself or anyone else. Of course, since then, there have been tweets from Aaron all the live long day about how he hasn't seen him in four years and didn't intend to see him ever again. Um, And he just wants to be left alone. And he has, you know, basically no connection with his family at this point. He posted, I believe, a an Instagram video of himself wearing an NSYNC shirt and singing bye 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 and like flicking off the camera and like a mirror selfie moment. And it's just like, I don't know. I feel like some like that family has been. Stuff has been going on with that family for so long. And like Aaron's now attacking the fact that, you know, Nick Carter has rape accusations against him and saying that this is about me, too. And like is site like literally adding the women that have accused him on Twitter. I don't know if that is like with their consent or not, but it's just like this is all so messy and so sad. And Mm -hmm. so I don't know. It's just like there's so I want everyone in therapy. I just think (laughs) everyone in this family needs to go to therapy and not on TV, not like Ian. You know, Dr. Ruth therapy, like real serious real therapy. therapy, because I believe they also have a sister who has passed away. I don't mm-hmm. know if she OD'd or if she committed suicide, this, yeah. but it's just like clearly the this family has just gone through it. And I just it, to see it in the public eye. The thing is, of course, I love drama. I love things in the public eye that are like messy and things. But there's a line like this is not even fun. Oh, it this is, is so... why this is why you say you don't like Real Housewives of New Jersey. Exactly. Because you're, you're just like, I don't like it. There's family involved and it's way too serious. Right. Whereas like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is just like, why didn't you come to my party? <laughs> exactly. That's the kind of argument I want to see. If it's like family drama and if someone could be killed, I don't want involvement. Yeah, and it just seems like both parties are so sad, and it's just such a a, a mess. And that bye 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 video, did you watch it? I did. I mean, I don't know how long it was. I, I watched a second oh, of it's it. It's like and turned it it's, off. it's only like four seconds long. Okay. but it's it's pretty rough. And Aaron Carter, I hope he gets the help that he needs. Also, same with. Nick, I, I don't know how Nick Carter's doing now. I mean, I don't either. A couple, how many years ago? It was like two years ago with the rape accusations. I think something like that. Yeah. Um, I I just wish everyone the best. <laughs> I do. I just I want this all to be handled privately. I want them yeah. to deal with this on their in their own time, but like in their own space as well. Please don't air your dirty laundry publicly because it's just uncomfortable and. You know, if Nick Carter has done those things he's accused of, then like, you know, fuck him and I hate him. But like, I don't know. And Aaron's says that he is sober. I hope that is true. But uh, I mean, I if I were a betting man, I don't know what I'd say. Yeah. You know what I mean? I hope everyone gets help. (laughs) It's It's my thought on the Carters. And I want it not to be public anymore. Um, and this is what I'm saying. We're going, there's a lot of darker news. We're getting happy now. We're getting We're happy. happy. Thank you, Jesus. This is amazing news. Okay. You may not care. Okay. 
Nicole Scherzinger. What? Has confirmed. What? She's going to be Grizabella in Cats on Broadway. Disgusting. Like how she was supposed to be. Disgusting. Okay, never mind. The Pussycat Dolls are getting back together. Yeah, right. Yeah, right, right. bitch. Look, it's an ET on. Oh, shit. I clicked something else. It's an ET (laughs) online story. They're, they're recording new music. They're going on tour next year. She just sound, signed a multi-pound dollar deal, which, of course, <laughs> this article's from the UK because no one cares about Nicole Scherzinger on this side of the pond. Okay. <laughs> but they're recording new music. They're going on tour. There's going to be new Pussycat Dolls. Are there going to be new interactions between Nicole and Melody Thornton, who, if we don't know, is the black girl in the Pussycat Dolls who always thought that she should have been the lead singer. She mm-hmm. gets to do some ad-libs at the end of Buttons, and you can see performances where she does them, and Nicole is just ignoring her as she's just squealing off pitch on the side, and it's just, like, iconic. <laughs> I could watch this for the rest of my life. I mean, Danity Kane was also supposed to get back together. Wow, really? I mean, but those girls, it seemed like, actively hated each other, whereas Pussycat Dolls, it doesn't seem like there's that much drama and Danity Kane's back together now. What? Three of them are doing music together now, and they've forgiven each other post punch. Oh, Jesus. so Aubrey, Don, and sure. Shannon and are... then three months from now, they're going to be broken, and they're going to put out a no. great song like Lemonade, and then ditch us all. They put out a song. Okay. Uh, but there could there's going to be more music. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> I am still holding out hope that Andrea rejoins Danity Kane, the true vocalist of the group. But that's neither here nor there. We're talking I about Pussycat Dolls need, now. As Danny Pellegrino kindly calls them, more ho anthems from the Pussycat Dolls. Because that is a sound from the radio that we don't hear all the time. Last night, mm-hmm. I went to a club, which was not something I usually do. But it was like girl pop night for like a an event called Candy Pop. And I literally knew every single word of every single song that was played. Of because course you I mean, of course. And they played Don't Ya. And I was just like, yes. (laughs) Guys, don't you wish your girlfriend was hot like me? Like what? I mean, actively iconic. Oh my God. Like really, really great. That sound of like the late 2000s, just like a hundred girls just whipping their greasy hair like (laughs) in there and just like. Why were there six of them initially? I think it dropped down to five before the second album. But like who wants a group of six girls? It's it's a lot of people. It's It's a lot of people. And it's like not. No, no, especially when Nicole does all the vocals. She needs to be in the center of a, a triangle. Yes, guy, we got to think of you the know? image aesthetically. How yes. like there needs to be a triangle with Nicole as the point, right? And the other girl who does the ad libs to her left. Uh, I don't. I, you got to hear the ad libs. Okay, you got to hear when she does them. She can be wherever. Um, <laughs> but I am very, very excited because I, I think Pussycat Dolls have put out two great albums, especially that second album, uh, Doll Domination, which featured uh, the first single "When I Grow Up," which I always felt like was a song that was pitched to Britney Spears and she passed on for Blackout. I feel like there are several songs of theirs like that. Um, they have a song called "Happily Never After" that uh, Neo wrote, I believe, for Britney after she was leaving Kevin. Fetterline and I don't know they just have a lot of great music and I want more because I tell you more often than not in the gym I'm listening to Doll Domination oh I mean well those are that's gym music yes, like that is just I need to be hot I know I need to be hot I'm like, walking up my Nicole and her friends <laughs> <laughs> so um good that, for them I know I, I wish them the best oh I hope there God. are no fights like how there were with Danity Kane I'm sure there will be fights but I don't imagine they'll be physical okay you know cool. and I think that's fine um, in more uh, pop girl news, the queen of the world, Mariah Carey, has released a new single today. Uh-huh. Or not today, in the past week. Yeah. Uh, it was a song entitled In the Mix. It is going to be the theme song uh, for Mixed-ish, starring um, Zach from Saved by the Bell. I forget his name. Mark Paul Gosselin. Mark Paul Gosselin. <laughs> and, um, oh gosh, what is her name? The... 
Tika Sumter. I think she plays the mom on that show. Oh, I have no clue. Okay, I think that's who that is. If it's not, I apologize to Tika and who is the true actress. Okay. Um, but um, so Mariah was tapped to do the theme song for the show, and I listened to it, and I must say, initially, my official review was the music is great and the production is great. I found the lyrics and melody to be a little messy. And again, you know this is hard for me to say. I don't like to speak ill of Mariah publicly because she has done more in her life for all of us than any of us can say we've done. Um, but in repeat listens, I'm enjoying it more and more. I think it's nice to have you know a, a big vocal from her after Caution was so subdued. But I do think the chorus especially. There are so many great melodies in it, but it's like all together it just feels a little... A lot of choruses within the chorus. Yes, yes. yes. It just is a little more complex than it needed to be. Mm-hmm. I think I like the post, I like it a little better with the yay us, because it's just a little more singable. Okay. You know, a little easier for the people. But how did you feel about it? Um, I agree with you. I think yeah. it was fun, a really like fun listen and yeah. everything which and it sounds like a theme song, the theme song that's of the a thing. TV show so that's the goal you know it's not like we're aiming for like Billboard Hot 100 it's not like it's the single off the new album right. you know uh, but but I agree with you it's like each line of the chorus is its own chorus is like yeah. a really good chorus in itself and yes. if they just kind of like repeat it a little more it would feel more like a one single chorus. I agree. You know? I agree. So so I agree with that. I didn't know Mark Paul Gosler was in this show. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. He, is he, it because he is also somewhat mixed? Um, I didn't know he was somewhat mixed, oh, but you know uh, I saw him on the red carpet talking about that. And he's like, I yeah. don't really have this problem as much as, you know, some of my mixed siblings do because yeah. I, I look the way I look. Um, but no, I, I didn't know that. But now yeah, he's, he's Dutch Indonesian, which is apparently like a whole sort of thing like it's there's a how do you know this uh, well because my coworker years and years ago was said something she was like oh i'm dating this guy and he's a, a dutch indonesian like me and mm. i was just like oh, what is that <laughs> and and she was just like oh it's well it's you know your family's from indonesia but like the dutch settled in indonesia so it's like the sort of mm. th- people in Indonesia are Dutch Indonesian. Right. Um, and, and so I was like, oh, and she's just like, yeah, it's basically just like a bunch of white people who like have a little bit of Asian in them. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, that's cool. I didn't know this about you. And I found out Mark Paul Gossler uh, was uh, Dutch Indonesian. Wow. Yeah. All right. The more you know. I know. Um, I just honestly, this isn't even much of a story. I just want to talk about how much I like this. Kiki Palmer has decided to start selling merch with the now emphasis, uh, infamous, sorry to this man, uh, photo and the text on it. I think that is the funniest meme of all time. Oh, my God. I think there is nothing that makes me laugh every single time I see it except Kiki Palmer's sorry to this man speech. Every (laughs) single tweet. Every single tweet. It could literally be a tweet about people I don't even know, and I'll still just laugh at it. I love it. She is so charismatic and funny and just has such a... I don't know. Or even just our way of speaking naturally is so hilarious. I don't know. I think I feel like between Hustlers and I think she's been added as the third host of uh, the third hour of Good Morning America with Michael Strahan and some white lady. (laughs) Um, I think she's kind of having a moment. She really could. And the fact that she's capitalizing on this meme and selling the merch from it. Good for her. Ooh, Speaking of speaking Uh of uh, merch. uh, Did I tell you that Sheena from Vanderpump Rules is coming out with an athleisure line? Uh, which is like very whatever, except she has a crop top hoodie that on the sleeve, it says it's all happening. I'm buying it. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, if that's not the funniest shit I've ever seen, I'm buying it. Like, I say it's all happening all the time because of Sheena's dumb arm tattoo and the fact that we can all have arm tattoos now, just like Sheena. I need it. I don't. OK. <laughs> I'm happy that you are in a position where you can buy that. <laughs> Why don't you think this is a good purchase? I think it's a fun purchase. 
Well, I, I feel very judged by I'm you right now. I'm not judging you. I'm just saying I'm happy that you're happy <laughs> and that it seems like a lot of fun if I knew what the hell you were talking about. You knew about. what I was talking about. You've seen the gifts of she has a tattoo that says it's all happening on her forearm. The gifts? A gift. Yeah, there's a gift of her being like, it's all happening. And like I've pointing at her arm. I've never seen a gift of oh Sheena God. in my life. Of I will, Sheena, period. I will life. send you a gift. She has that tattooed. When people Google the phrase, it's all happening, Sheena comes up first, not Kate Hudson, which is what the quote's from. It's from Almost Famous. Okay. And this is just hilarious. A fucking arm tattoo that says, it's all happening is idiotic. Oh, but now that she has <laughs> I had a no hoodie. I no idea she had that. Yes. And she has a hoodie. And then right on that arm sleeve, it says, it's all happening. I just have to buy it. All I know about Sheena was that she was in a very low budget commercial with my friend. Fernando she was and no one told me <laughs> well, I didn't know okay so this is a random story we're at my friend Fernando's and uh me and my friend Matt Bridges who was here last yes, week King. um we like to give Fernando shit about this one commercial that he did Fernando is also a homosexual and uh we, no. we joke about him all the time because in this commercial this commercial was from like 2011 he had to be like a guy and he was just like my bros and I love movies so we always rent movies and da, da, da. like he had to be really <laughs> bro and everything and then the premise of the commercial is like a girl comes in and like visits them yeah. and they have to try to impress the girl and everything and so me and Matt Bridges always like to like when we're at Fernando's place turn the commercial onto his TV and start blaring it <laughs> when he's like not in the room so he starts hearing it and so Matt Palmer with us, was with us one day and so we started blaring the commercial and Matt Palmer was watching the commercial and it got to the part where the girl comes in and Matt Palmer just I hear Matt Palmer just scream that's <laughs> and he goes nuts I, and the three of us are just like what what and he's like that's she from Vanderpump Rules and of course the three of us don't watch Vanderpump Rules so we're oh, just like what the should. hell are you talking about and Matt Palmer's going insane I just couldn't believe it I had I have talked about Vanderpump Rules so much in my life especially to Matt Steele I feel like he'd at least I guess you hadn't watched the first season at that point because we've watched the first season now I watched like three episodes of the first season but yes but you would recognize Sheena now I would wouldn't ra- you I would ra- if you were like hey that's Sheena I would be like yes I recognize her, but if I passed by her on the street, I wouldn't recognize. If you her. saw a random commercial with Fernando in it, and a girl came in and it was Sheena, would you recognize it? <laughs> uh, no, I, I, clearly I didn't, guys. Wow, that's hurtful to me. <laughs> that's just really hurtful. But it's I'm fine. sorry I did that to Sheena. Sorry to this Sheena. Sorry, sorry to this man. I wouldn't know a thing. I wouldn't know a thing. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, apparently, Kristen Chenoweth has opinions about the Wicked movie. Don't, Have you I, heard? This? I didn't know. Wait, is this Broadway news? Or yes, I know. I, I, I saw the it? news and I, I put it out because when did like, this oh, come out? This came out what? Um, the 19th of September. Where was Us I? Weekly article saying what have I been doing? that Kristen Chenoweth is campaigning for two people to be uh, in the uh, Wicked movie. Mm-hmm. Take I'll just give you two guesses on one of the two people. I'm assuming Dove Cameron. Yes, who is that? Dove Cameron, she was, uh, uh, oh, what's her name, in the, the Hairspray Live. Um Amber in Hairspray Live, oh, okay. the blonde girl. Who okay. we, we were both like, she's great. Okay, good. Um, okay. Yeah, so she's really good, and she that. she can do classical. She can belt. She can do it all. She's in Light in the Piazza right now uh, with Renee Fleming. Okay. Uh, and do you think she would be Glenda? She'd be a lovely Glenda. Okay. She'd be a very good Glenda. I can't think of a blonde girl who can sing as like that part and also do comedy yeah. as well as Dove Cameron. So yeah. like, I feel like Dove Cameron is a very smart choice. All right. I have no idea who she wants for Elphaba, but my opinion before we say anything okay. is Elphaba should be an unknown. If you cast someone famous as Elphaba, that's a huge mistake because everyone is going to have opinions and of course everyone's going to be angry about it no matter who it right. is, even if it's a beloved person. 
do an unknown. The show is strong enough. You can fill it with famous people. Get an unknown for Alphabet, please, for the love of God. Wow, a lot of feelings about that. that those are my feelings. <laughs> now, what are Kristen's feelings? Well, give me two. I'm going to give you two guesses for who she wants for his Alphabet. Um, uh, I mean, I'm guessing like. Oh, I mean, a lot of people are throwing around Ariana Grande. That's who she wants. That's who she wants. <laughs> That's okay, who she wants. Ariana Grande's The Wizard and I is it is excellent. objectively excellent. Absolutely, like, it's like really, a, really look at great. all those consonants, bitch. We never heard I those from know. you. Yeah, that Wicked concert that aired last year for the fifteenth um, anniversary. Ariana Grande was excellent. She really was. Really, really good. Um, we'll see. <laughs> uh, I mean, what is she? What is you feel like she's not a strong enough actress? Because I guess we did see her in Hairspray as Hairspray, well, right? Yes. And she wasn't. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, lovely voice, beautiful voice, beautiful voice. Yes, we'll see. We will. <laughs> we will see. We will. I, I feel like I. I mean, of course, my opinion is to get an unknown. Can you like, think of a famous person that you'd rather have the role than Ariana Grande? No, no like I right. can't. I, that's also the thing is I can't think of a person famous enough who can carry that role. Like right. that, is, that is a hard. Uh, and, if, and honestly, scene. I think the role of Glinda is a better role than Alphaba mm. in terms of writing. Yeah. Um, not that Alphaba is a bad role. Obviously, it's a great role. But like Glinda just I feel like there's so much to her and so much dimension to her. Uh, but. I'm not dumb. I'm not an idiot. I know that the role of Alphaba is so massive and so right. important that like that's a lot of weight to carry. And yeah. if you don't have someone who can really do it all yeah. while who can do it all while still being interesting and unique and have that Adina Menzel quality of just like, oh, what a, a crazy weird person. But like <laughs> she works and it's so thrilling. Right. Um yeah, it has to be an unknown, guys. Okay. That's the smart thing to do. Get an unknown who can do it. Have it be a star turn. I guess we'll see when it's announced yeah. if they go a J-Hud route. But Ariana Grande's performance of The Wizard and I is really great. Absolutely. Unbelievable. Uh, speaking of more Broadway-esque things, I guess this was an off-Broadway show. Supposedly, Lady Gaga has been offered the role a role in the Little Shop of Horrors reboot. Is that true? I don't know. <laughs> But I heard those rumors, and honestly, guys, I think Ellen Green's performance in Little Shop of Horrors is the greatest performance of all time. Period. Point blank. Wow. The best character portrayal that's ever existed, that will ever exist. Okay. However, this casting's great. If we, <laughs> if we, ha I, I would prefer not to have another Little Shop of Horrors movie. Right. Uh, because the movie's excellent. Isn't oh, it? Like, the movie's great, yeah. and Ellen Green is just so brilliant in it, and. Um, so it's it's hard to see someone else in the role. Yeah. But if I had to imagine someone else, Lady Gaga's a very good choice. I mean, come on. Yeah, she's a really good choice. Yeah. So, she'd be great, and I'm sure she wants to keep acting. Obviously, could sing her face off on anything. Like, yeah. yeah, I bet she'd be great. I mean, I would kill to also see Lady Gaga play Ava Perone in Evita, but we will never mm, see. No, 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 we will no. never see a, a non-Latina person play Ava Perone in a, a massive production. You or also movie won't ever again. see Lady Gaga do anything that Madonna has done exactly. That is true. That is. <laughs> Point number two. Because they may hug each other at award shows now, but they're still, you know. I loved that picture. That was a very beautiful picture. I was picture. so excited. It was a great time. Yeah. It's the, that's what I'm saying. Between Katie Taylor, Gaga Madonna, me you and, and Jer Bear. Bear. <laughs> <laughs> there, you know, there's you can mend fences. Yeah. You know, there can be peace. For anyone who doesn't world. know what we're talking about, we're talking about we, our most recent video was rude YouTube comments. Yeah. And we're talking about how uh, one of our listeners, Jer Bear. Hi, Jer Bear. Hi. Um, who, we, we thought he had a vendetta against Matt Palmer. I mean. Because he's always defending because <laughs> he's always defending me because I'm sweet and innocent. And, wonderful. <laughs> and, and uh, he's helping me stand up against bullies like Oh, Matt my God. Anyways. <laughs> and so we figured Jer Bear. Hated Matt Palmer, but Jerry Bear reached out and he said, "I love you, Matt Palmer." 
I'm only harder than you because I can be a bitchy queen too. <laughs> and oh, it's like, you know guys. what? I'm okay with that. That's so great. now we're best buds. <laughs> Team JR Bear. Um, last thing I want to talk about just because how could I not? It's iconic and it's Miss Jackson. This week, Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation 1814 turned 30 years old. Wow. Which is crazy. It has uh, sold 12 million copies and famously spawned a whopping seven top five hits. Uh, But the legacy of Rhythm Nation is deeper and darker than its commercial success. The catalyst for Jackson's magnum opus, which, I mean, that or Velvet Rope. I do feel like... Janet's going to be the first person we do two iconic albums about because I yeah the Bella Rope sense. and Rhythm Nation to me are just so neck and neck. But um, uh, was a moment in U.S. history that would come to herald a harsh, ugly facet of contemporary American life. I remember when we were working on Rhythm Nation with Janet. Um, Jimmy Jam said, who was one of the producers, uh, and we had this concept for a song. We were watching CNN, and there had been a sh- uh, school shooting, and all these kids had been killed, and we just thought we got to talk about that on a record. So. Now, something that happens literally every other day really prompted one of the greatest albums of all time. But um, so it can be a little dark and sad. But the more important thing is the album is incredible. It is political. It is pop music. And to make pop music that is political and says something and still be danceable and fun and, and well cool. and cool <laughs> and well done is not easy. Oh, yeah. And Janet did everything so flawlessly on that album. So we all just need to give it up for our queens while they're still here. And I love I do feel like in the last like three or four years, people are really waking up to like what a fucking icon Janet Jackson is. Because yeah. there was a stretch there around like 2020 or, or 20YO and discipline when people were saying things to me like, oh, she was only ever popular because of Michael anyways. And That's it's like insane. Don't don't you dare. Like, have you seen Miss Jackson? And also, they have a lot of siblings. A lot of them put out albums. They're not Janet Jackson. So, mm. we should all thank Janet for being alive, for giving us Rhythm Nation, and because living with it for 30 years has been wonderful. Even before I knew it was out there, it was inspiring. I wouldn't know what it's like to live with something for 30 years because I haven't reached that point. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, um, congratulations, I guess we're Janet. lying today. Oh, my God. That's so rude. Oh, rude and true. Why are you such a liar? <laughs> I'm, I'm honest. I'm honest. Eight. Oh, call God. Me. Oh, my God, guys. Okay. So, I think that's going to be it for um, our news for idiots. We'll be back in a moment with Email My Heart and Giving You Moments, darling. Guys, you just missed it. Matt Palmer was just singing Email My Heart as if it was Tony Braxton singing Email <laughs> My was. Heart. I was. And, um... Email my heart and say my love never die. The song has never been better. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, uh, Britney Spears was kind of trying to do, like, a Tony Braxton impression. I was going to say, it's not a, a little bit away. on the album. Sometimes, like, in Soda Pop. Oof. Like, I, oh, I don't, yeah. I don't speak about Soda Pop. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot talk about that song. Well, anyway, that's also the only impression I can kind of do is like Tony Braxton singing. Really? <laughs> yes, yeah, you, you, you can do Mariah. I mean, I can speak in her cadence, but I can't like do Mariah. You know what I mean? You sound just like oh my her god! Baby. Thank you so much. You do. Okay, don't call me baby. Baby, <laughs> I don't think we're there. Baby, you can do it. Well, guys, in case you couldn't tell, this is email my heart—the section where we take a couple of your emails that you guys sent us and we read them out loud and answer any questions you may have. And we got a lot of emails. I love it. This time. How are? How can they be a part of email my? Oh, heart? I forgot to say you can be a part of email my heart ah! if you email two gay mats at gmail.com two spelled. T-W-O. So the first question I think we're going to do is from Taylor. Taylor says, hey guys, big fan here. Favorite reaction channel. Thanks, Taylor. Thank you so much. Um, uh, My question for you is if you could create a super girl group out of female singers who are underrated slash not very commercially successful, who would you pick? 
Um, I always thought this would be a great way for pop girls who are flopping to join forces fan bases to be bigger. <laughs> My picks would be BB Rexha, Tanache, Rita Ora, Charlie XX, and Carly Rae Jepsen. What about y'all? Thanks, Taylor. Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> I love that group. Um, I feel like those are people that could get together and all their fan bases would get together and it'd be yeah, a big thing. Yeah, and they're very different. Very different. That, and that is my number one thing about a girl group is they all need to be very different from each other. That way they all stand out. And Absolutely. And give something different to the group. Yes, it'd be very Spice Girls-esque. Yes, exactly. Very Spice Girls, very TLC. Yes. My my band that I put together is more of a band than a girl group. It Ooh. would be uh, Mandy Moore, Vanessa Carlton, and Michelle Branch. That's the cutest band I've, I've ever It would be <laughs> be very like high as adults <laughs> and I feel like there are some instrumentalists in the group and just a lot of folksy like emotional pop music that's guitar and piano based and it would be beautiful it would really be lovely think of the harmonies guys yes think of the uh, Vanessa Carlton's writing I know that's really fantastic I'm right and I, I mean that. they would need to do a cover version of Gardenia all together my favorite <laughs> Mandy Moore song it's so excellent if you don't know it listen to it it's on Spotify maybe like an acapella Gardenia in harmony the three oh of them God, guys, how do we see? I shouldn't like to dream this big because it's like, how do I make this happen? I now? know, God. you know, we need it. By the way, do you like Mandy Moore's new song? I, I'm gonna talk about it in a second. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my girl group of girls is I feel like this is sort of a, a cheap, easy thing to say, but um, got remember back in the day of American Idol when American Idol was really, really, really relevant, yeah, and it was season three. And yes. the three divas, Fantasia, Latoya, and Jennifer Hudson. Oh. Let's make it a girl group. Why not? Can Fantasia and Jennifer Hudson be in a girl group? That's going to be a very loud I mean, group. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're very loud for different reasons. Yeah. That's the thing. And they're all so different. They complemented each other so well. Should have been a girl group back in the day. I mean, it's kind of rough because I would have loved, loved to hear them succeed as solo of artists. Course. But, you know, I feel like. Let's have a little reunion, a little divas reunion, yeah. and let's make an album out of it. Just okay. one. I also feel like you've just said that Fantasia's flopping. If she's not flopping. She's putting out a new the... album called uh, ooh, Sketchbook. Yes, but available. you were asked to talk about three people who are flopping, and you she's not flopping. Under, it's under, under, under uh, underrated. Oh, uh, not given enough appreciation. Okay, the word that's, flopping that's was in Taylor, the email. That's uh, just one. Taylor, uh, <laughs> next question. <laughs> yeah, Matt's getting really hot and bothered. Um, yeah, so. I'm, I'm getting really. Actually, I am really hot. So can't wait until we can turn the fans back. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> So we got a bunch of other emails from other people, um, uh, but we didn't really know how to answer them. Like Claudio asked us if we heard of uh, Slater. I have not, but your description of her sounds amazing. Yes, I, he described Slater as she has a very Britney essence, but more slutty, and she owns it. And it's iconic. Like, okay, I'm, I'm opening. In. I'm opening this link, a Spotify link that uh, Claudio sent us, and I'm going to listen it right away. Of course. So we might become Slater stands, guys. Yes. Um, and Mark actually asked us, sent us a, a very lengthy email uh, with the only question being, a lot of it was commenting on a lot of our stuff, which I really love. Yeah, I love that. Um, Thank you. And, but the only real question for email my heart uh, is, uh, what are our thoughts on in the mix? And we already answered All that. All right, we so, told you. Thank you, Mark. Uh, so the next one is from Brian. And Brian, uh, we actually know personally. Yes, we're we, IRL friends with He's him. actually in a two-gay Matt's episode. He is. Yeah. A one that Matt Steele also was too busy to show up for. Or was I not there? You weren't there. Oh, I just talked to him. I was, I was there. Wrong. All right, all right. Wow, Matt Palmer <laughs> doesn't even remember. That was a long time ago. Brian. It was where we I interviewed our two straight roommates, uh, and Brian was one of them. Yes. Uh, so 
Brian says, thank you for mon- making my Monday Trader Joe's run even better with your marvelous podcast. Thank you, um, Brian. I am really enjoying hearing about your weekly moments, though I am looking forward to Big Brother being over. <laughs> Shut up, Brian. Iconic, same. I know y'all are tired of hearing about me talk about Big Brother and you have no idea what I'm talking about, but the two people who listen to the podcast who like Big Brother I think we have a review on iTunes. That's what it was. I I forgot where we got that review and it was on our uh, actual Apple podcast. Yes. My name is Jamie. We love Jamie. And if you want us to love you, you'll go to our Apple podcast and give us a five-star review right now as well. And a review. Yes. Uh, So, Brian, I love this question. Um, Anyway, I was listening to some thoughts, uh, something on Spotify and I thought, I wonder if the Mats care about this. I'll ask them. Uh, and it's Jason Robert Brown's recent 2018 solo album release, How We React and How We Recover. Uh, it's very personal, timely, and important in the Trump era. Um, True. Uh, for that matter, are you familiar with Jason Robert Brown's other solo album in 2005, Wearing Someone Else's Clothes? It's also an amazing album. Um, basically asking us how we feel about Jason Robert Brown's solo albums. And I have never listened to a Jason Robert Brown solo album. I have not listened to a full album, but there is a song on Wearing Someone Else's Clothes that I think was uh, the original, one of the original songs from last five years that had to get taken out because it was too specific. Is that the one that's like my ginger girlfriend? Yes, because it was too specific about his uh, wife. His his ex-wife. His ex-wife was like, "Mm -mm, not this. Good for her. And so I did listen to that one and it's great. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah, I always, because I always uh, saw Jason Robert Brown's solo albums around, but I was always like, but this isn't a show. Why would I want to listen to this? I need to listen to it. I am like Brian in so far as I am a huge JRB Stan. I feel like of he the, he was my introduction to musical theater in the first place. That's like, true. The first things I did, I remember in a drama camp, we did um, hear my song and I got a good solo. Good for you. <laughs> and we did so I got very into songs for New World and and then of course I discovered the last five years from there and then here we are now. All right, Broadway so, baby. So now all we have to do is listen to his two solo albums and you have to listen to the Bridges of Madison County. Okay. I would love to hear Brian's thoughts on the Bridges of Madison County. Yes, Brian. I next time we're together, we'll talk. About I did it. like Parade though. Um, Brian says he's not able to be a patron unfortunately he did just buy a condo so he's a new homeowner yeah congratulations, congratulations. Brian, guys. um but i i did like parade a lot what was the song that, what's the song where he's on the stand it's hard to speak my heart that one's my favorite yes that so, that's an excellent song and the, the that. song that i'm so happy you loved was also um what am i waiting for uh which one? Says, um, go on, Lucille, bring him his coffee. Mama, he's coming around today. Mama, he's like at that the one? door. Yes, you loved oh, it. I don't know why it's uh, not. God damn it. It's been a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brian, we'll talk about, we'll hash out Parade next time uh, we see you. But Matt Palmer loved it, and I was very happy Good. About um. So, yeah, those are our emails for the oh, week. Oh, gosh. Well, I think we're at the final segment of the show. I can't believe. We're going to talk about what has been giving us moments this week, what have been giving us life, what things have kept us running and feeling good all week. So Matt Steele, please, since you're back in the chair, what has been giving you moments this week, Dolly? Well, speaking of running, I ran all the way to Jersey again for the second time in two months. <laughs> that <laughs> because, does seem like a lot. Because my very, very, very good friend Beth got married uh, on sat- last Saturday. Uh-huh. And um, so I have my group of friends from high school. Some of them I've known since elementary school. Wow. Um, and it's, you know, a group of about nine of us. And, you know, we've stayed in touch. We've stayed very, very, very close. And uh, what we do is all the friends have gotten married. Uh, and me and my very, very good friend, Libby, who's oh. like, you know, she's, she's you know. Like, I'm obsessed with Libby. Libby's such an icon, she's guys. She's so great. Um, and what Libby and I always do, because we're the we're the two single gals of our group of friends, <laughs> uh, whenever we go to someone else's wedding, we always split a hotel room. Great. 
And uh, we realized Beth is the last one who's not me or Libby uh, in our group of friends to get married. And so me and Libby were in the hotel room and we were just like, this is the last hotel room we're going to share because the next wedding will either be yours or mine. Wow. And it was kind of just like... Unless a, one of your friends gets divorced and remarried before then. Of course. Yes. But I like all their husbands, Good. so I hope that doesn't happen. But if it does, I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the husbands, that is, obviously. Of course. Of course. Like, like they can... That's you know. just called friendship. Of Hi. course, guys. Um, but uh, so me and Libby sort of like had like a little moment. And, we were just like, and, and I was just like, Libby, honestly, like at my wedding, you can share my hotel room with me the <laughs> night of. So it was, it, was, it was giving me a sentimental moment of yes. kind of just like, Wow, we're all growing up, yeah. and we still remain so close. Um, so it was just a really nice moment that that I kind of had. That's beautiful. Week. I know, isn't it though? Because not everybody has friendships not, that are, you know that long. I know. I always. It's so sad to me that when people are like, "Oh, I'm not close with anyone who I grew up with," because mm. I'm just like, "But those are so many years of your life, right. you know." So, so that always kind of makes me sad. I don't know. And I'm I'm very very close with still a lot, even not in that group of friends that I knew in elementary school and middle school and high school and everything. Right. And, and so, but just seeing everyone sort of grow up around you and sort of everyone is done with this stage and now we're going on to I the know, next stage because now they're all starting to like have their babies. I know. But me and Libby are staying young. <laughs> staying young and single bitches. I love it. That's I, the constant. I get it. No, my friend uh, Jeff, who lives out here, who's the one friend I knew when I moved to LA, he went to junior high and high school with me and he is actually now just have, you know, he and his wife Jean, who we love, Hi, Jeff and Jean. Hi, Jeff and Jean. They are pregnant and having a baby. And so this is, and I go and see Vanderpump Rules and or any other Bravo trash reality show they love as well. And so I go over there every week with them. And I'm like, so am I going to see a baby every single week? Yeah. I have never been around a baby that often. And like, you're going to watch this baby like grow up that's crazy. every like once a week. I you can't should take imagine. one picture a week. And then I'm just going to be like, one of those, like, I'm like, baby, videos. please stop crying. Stassi's on. <laughs> like, shut your baby up. <laughs> Stassi's about to give a really impassioned speech. And I I need to see it. It's just crazy. Amazing. Life life goes on, I guess. Okay, well, we know what Matt Palmer's giving you moments. I mean, <laughs> I have too many ones. The first one is Mandy Moore. <laughs> <laughs> I love when I wasn't watching. Okay. It is, I think the, the music video is gorgeous. I think the song is gorgeous. This is her first single that she has released in 10 years. Um, this is uh, such a triumphant return to music because if you don't know, she was married to an indie musician named Ryan Adams and he basically was very emotionally abusive and stifling of her creative pursuits and like she always looks back on that time and she's like, you know, that was a very potentially lucrative time. I didn't work at all in that marriage because I was so put down and was so, you know, told that I wasn't good enough and that my music wasn't good enough and that, you know, he basically, she was on set one day and this, and he would call her every five minutes, essentially. Like he was just the most codependent, but also like, just like a, a terrible guy to be with. And so the fact that she has gotten out of that horrible, abusive relationship and not only has found success on This Is Us and it's hugely popular and she's nominated for an Emmy this week. And I hope by the time you hear this, she will have won. <laughs> um, and but she's now back making music, which was her first love and the first way we were all introduced to her. And I just she is moving into Kelly Clarkson territory of like women that I don't know and will never meet, but will always be very proud of. <laughs> and I just am so proud 
proud of Mandy Moore and so happy to see her. She's risen like a phoenix from the ashes after that horrible marriage that we didn't even realize was horrible until he got, you know, until other people came out and said, oh, no, he was hitting on me when I was underage. Like, he definitely had a Me Too scandal. And then Mandy was like, I'm co-signing. I know this person. And he is not a good guy. Not just I know this person, but I know this person more than anyone else knows him. And and this tracks. I know. I'm having a moment right now because I think it's I just realized it's so amazing that Mandy Moore is how old now? Mid 30s. Oh, mid thirties. I feel like she's like forty. I'll look Isn't it she, up. Look it she up. She was very young when she started. But out. the fact that she is like, of a certain age and having a pop moment, yeah, and is able to sort of have a comeback, and of course, like she's, she's not, she's not going to be like, oh, she's thirty five. Okay, yeah. I thought she was like thirty eight around there. Um, but uh, the fact that she's not going to have like a Lizzo moment, like yeah. she's not like the brand new thing, you know, right. because she's she's already had her moment. Yeah. But the fact that. We live in an age now where she can put something out and there is an audience for totally. it and, and people can share their excitement about it and and it can that can help it become a bigger right. thing than it would be 15, 20 years Absolutely. ago when she would never have a spot like on MTV, right. you know, where, which was the only place you could watch like music videos and everything like now there's YouTube and you can share things on Twitter and everything. Right. So she can really have this moment. Yeah. I think there are definitely pros and cons about the fact that we all can get our content from so many different places. Like, you know, it's, it was kind of fun when we were all watching friends at the same time in the sure. finale. It was kind of fun when Britney Spears was a huge megastar and everyone knew her every move. But the fact that we're not in such a monoculture anymore means that there is more opportunity for people that aren't getting major label back or like aren't going to be top priority to push out you still can find their music they still can put it out it still can sound amazing and you know people it can get buzzed about so I think that's a beautiful thing um the other mini game giving you moment was is a surprise for me okay um I told you guys maybe last week two weeks ago Camila's first of two singles shameless I listened to and saw the video for and we recorded a reaction for and we had to delete it because I cared so little about it <laughs> I listened to her second song that she put out. It was called Liar. And I was like, oh, this is kind of good. But like, I wasn't really taken by it. And I watched the video and it is so adorable and fun. And like, I think maybe there are a couple things I I would change. Like, I think it breaks too much in the music. And it's kind of annoying when songs do that, when music videos do that more than once. Um, But it really was like comedic and splashy and felt like it really just reminded me of Heartbreaker, like the Mariah Carey video where an artist is, you know, one of the biggest artists on the planet, but still is not taking themselves too seriously and is just wanting to have fun. And it made me love the song. I can't remember the last time that I was eh on a song and watched a video and it made it better. I actually was mentioning to Matt Steele there was a video that came out today that made the song worse. (laughs) What about Single Ladies? Single Ladies, the video. That is probably the last time. Yeah. And that was what, 2008? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. So, 11 years. So I imply I would advise you all to watch the liar video. It's very cute. It's very funny. She plays multiple roles. Like she's a kooky lady, Camila Cabello. But I okay. think sometimes if she funnels in the right direction, it's like, oh, I get this all feels specific to you and it works and it's someone who's not taking themselves so seriously. And then the song is great. I mean, it's an it's an Ace of Base sample, so you can't really go wrong. Uh. I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, it just it gave me a moment that I really wasn't expecting because I saw Shameless and I had been so into Normani. Not that you have to pick one or the other, but I just wasn't expecting to be into Camila this era. And like she got me. It's always like her second song. I that, know. Like, she doesn't push as much. That's better. I know. Like I, real friends. Yeah. Oh, my God. I do think this song is going to be the of the two because these are both getting pushed to radio. I think okay. this is going to be the hit. OK. You know, if I were a betting man. So. 
Oh my god! Well, welcome back to the podcast, Matt Steele. Oh, thank you, guys. <laughs> it's been so long. I know. I've Everyone's missed it missed so much. You. I've cried so hard. But oh, I was at a wedding. Right. I was having my moment. You had to have your moment. moment. You had to have it. I was being given a moment. Yes. Well, thank you guys for joining us today, and I hope you had some moments with us. Um, if you liked what you heard, make sure to uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Matt Parr Music. And it's Matt Steele. Uh, go to our YouTube channel at YouTube.com/slash/TwoGayMats for weekly videos, and become a patron at Patreon.com/slash/TwoGayMats for as little as one dollar a video. You get an extra bonus video from us every single week. And um, uh, what? What's that? Corey just texted me fourth row at Judy screening. Renee is here. I'm about to cry. Wait, how did he get into a Judy screening? I don't know, but I'm furious that I'm not there. He literally just was like, oh, October 1st, we're all going to watch it together. I know. Well, I'm seeing it Friday, September 27th. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We're mad at you, Corey. Why didn't you invite us? I mean, I'm happy for him. He loves Judy. Okay. Wow. I guess we're happy for him. I guess I'm the better friend. My initial instinct, I just jumped to fury (laughs) and and, and pure jealousy. I mean, we've all been there. But so it's okay. uh, <laughs> his face is saying it's not okay. <laughs> but guys, thank you guys so much for listening. We love you so much. We'll be back next week with another Two Game Mats podcast. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.